Hi everyone, welcome to the Forbidden Planet International podcast. I'm Peter and I'm here to give you a quick rundown of some of the exciting comics and graphic novels out this Wednesday, the 28th of November 2018. And stay tuned because we'll have some chat about comic and comic related news later on. So yes, here we go. But first of all, this week from DC Comics, we have Action Comics, Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Batman Kings of Fear, Books of Magic, the DC Nuclear Winter Special, Detective Comics, Flash, Heroes in Crisis, Hexwives, Injustice vs. the Masters of the Universe, Justice League Odyssey, Old Lady Harley, Raven Daughter of Darkness, Scarlet, Scooby-Doo Team-Up, Silencer, The Terrifics, Titans, and Wonder Woman. That's from DC Comics. So moving on to Marvel now, uh, we have Amazing Spider-Man, Black Panther, Black Panther vs. Deadpool, Daredevil, Dead Man Logan, Fantastic Four, Infinity Wars Arachnite, Infinity Wars Weapon Hex, the first issue of Ironheart, Marvel 2-in-1, Old Man Hawkeye, Return of Wolverine, Spider-Girls, Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider, Spider-Man Deadpool, Star Wars Darth Vader, and Uncanny X-Men. So, moving on, a quick look at Image Comics as well. This week from Image, we have got Die Die Die, Maneaters, Redneck, Regression, Stray Bullets, and the first issue of Warning. So yeah, quite a bit out this week. Tons from other publishers as well. I'm only going to mention a couple. Uh, first of all, from Dark Horse, there's a first issue of the new Hellboy and BPRD series. That's Hellboy and BPRD 1956. Brought to you by Chris Roberson, with some fantastic art in it from Yishan Lee, Mike Norton, uh, Michael Avon Oming, uh, and obviously Dave Stewart. Yes, that's all up there. Uh, yes, so this is uh, continuing on the Hellboy stories set in 1956. So yeah, check that one out. And still with Dark Horse, we also have the third issue of Stranger Things this week. Can't recommend it highly enough. It's uh, basically what happens uh, to, to Will in season one uh, following his story when he vanished into the Upside Down. So yes, this is a very exciting series from Jodie Hauser with amazing art from Stefano Martino. And yes, there's a new first issue from Image Comics this week. It's The Warning uh, from creator Edward LaRoche. This, in fact, do you know what? I'm just going to read the blurb for this because this sounds insane and I want you to hear it word for word. An enormous machine slowly materialises in a major West Coast city. Who sent it and why is a mystery understood only by the malevolent beings gliding silently towards Earth through the inky vastness of space? In response, a multinational combat brigade called Gladiator 26 is deployed. Outfitted with next-generation military science and weapons, they're tasked with stopping any extraterrestrial threat that emerges. That sounds epic. I'm all over that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Edward LaRoche's stuff is really interesting. So yes, have a look at that when you are in. But going back now to Marvel and DC, from DC Comics this week we have the Aquaman Justice League Drowned Earth. Uh, issue one, or just one off. It's the finale of the whole Drowned Earth storyline. So yeah, if you've been enjoying that, this is one 
definitely to get. Uh, written by Scott Snyder, art from Howard Porter and Francis Manipal as well. So yes, uh, that is concluding that epic story. Also from DC, we have the DC Nuclear Winter Special. This looks insane. Uh, it's kind of this year's DC Christmas special. Uh, quite a bit dark with the title. It's, it's 10 fantastic stories in it. And it's from some amazing creators here. We've got Paul Dini, Steve Orlando, Phil Hester, Mark Russell, uh, Marguerite Scott and others writing. And with art duties we have... Cully Hamner, Phil Hester, Yasmin Putri, and lots of others with a fantastic Yannick Paquette cover. And yeah, I've always, always enjoyed these seasonal specials, so to speak. It's also a good way to showcase some of the more minor characters. Uh, but yeah, it looks like we've got stories here featuring uh, Harley Quinn, Commande. As you know, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, one of my favourite writers currently is Mark Russell. And as I said, he has a story in this, so yeah. Please, please check that out. It's a lovely 80-page giant with 10 stories in it. So, yeah, it's definitely worth worth your time. Force Quest continues in The Flash uh, with the second part of that story. Where he goes to, one of my favourite cities in the DC Universe, Gorilla City. Oh, love Gorilla City. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether I'll prefer that or Atlantis for, as far as my fictional cities go. Uh, or Kandor, do I like? No, no, Kandor's definitely third. How would I rank them? No, Gorilla City is the best. Gorilla City, Atlantis, and then Candor. Yep, as far as fictional cities go for me. But yes, The Flash is heading to Gorilla City to continue his Force quest. So that is going to be epic. And the second part of The Just War in Wonder Woman is out this week. From new writer G. Willow Wilson and amazing art from Carrie Nord. This, this was fantastic. I loved the first issue of their run. Uh, so yes, please, please follow this. If you missed that, then you know, have check out this issue. And it's a sensational pairing, and they're doing really interesting things with Wonder Woman, so please check it out. And in the Terrifics this week, we have the final battle against Doc Dredd. I've hugely, hugely been enjoying uh, the Terrifics. It's been absolutely nuts. Uh, it's still written by Jeff Lemire, with art by, well, this time it's art by Victor Bogdanovic. And this has been such a crazy, crazy story. I just love playing with the multiverse the way Jeff Lemire's been playing with it in this. It's been so much fun and it's a joy to read. So check out the Terrifics because it is sensational. And the final DC issue I'm going to highlight is the third issue of Heroes in Crisis. If you've been reading this, you know what a game changer this series is. It's crazy and it's not a comfortable read, uh, at least not so far. But it is so engaging and... I really want to know where this story is going. So it's a nine-issue series, and this is the third issue here. Following on from the story of, well, do you know what I'm not going to say? Because some people might not have read issue one and two. If you've not read issues one and two, then you should definitely pick them up and check them out. Uh, they're still available. So, yeah, it's. I think it's going to be a big game-changer. So please, please, please uh, give it a shot because it's, it's fantastic. So, yeah, uh, Heroes in Crisis, issue three. Moving on to Marvel now, out this week is Amazing Spider-Man issue 10. It's a team-up with Spidey and the Black Cat. Now, if you cast your mind back to Superior Spider-Man, uh, when Doc Ock was in charge of, of Peter's body, also turned Felicia into the police. Oh, and she went to jail, because she's been a bad girl. But she came out and she became a crime lord for a while, but now she's in this story, teaming up with Spidey. It's all forgiven. Who knows? We shall find out when we read Yes, Amazing Spider-Man issue 10, 
featuring the black cats. And I must admit, I've really been enjoying Nick Spencer's run. And the Humberto Ramos art in it is, is sensational. It's definitely worth checking out. And also out this week from writer Charles Soule and amazing artist Phil Noto, we have Daredevil issue 612. This ends the adventure of the fall in a massive oversized issue. And this is going to be one that's going to be talked about for a long time. If you've fallen off Daredevil in recent times, uh, then you shouldn't have, because uh, some of these stories are absolutely outstanding. So please, please give Matt Murdock a chance, because Soul and also are doing really interesting things in the book. So yeah, have a look at that. It is a game changer again. Using that word again, game changer, that seems to be what the podcast this week is sponsored by. Sponsored by Game Changers. And the latest issue of Fantastic Four's out. Oh, I just love Fantastic Four. I'm so glad they're back. And the first three issues have been a joy, an absolute joy. But yes, this is kind of setting setting the status quo back. They go back to the Baxter building. And what? What? The Fantastics, another super team, are in there. What's going on? What's going on? Uh, you'll have to find out by reading the issue. But yes, Dan Slot writing, Stefano Caselli on art. Uh, with a great uh, Issa Ribbit cover. So yeah, have a look at Fantastic Four. Four. And speaking of the Fantastic Four, also out this week is Marvel 2-in-1, issue 12. Teaming up the Human Torch and Invisible Woman. And also features one of my favourite Marvel villains, the Mole Man. I love the Mole Man. Uh, yeah, so if you can't, don't have your fill enough of FF from the FF book itself, then... Have a look at Marvel 2 and 1. It's Chip Zdarsky writing and amazing Ramon Perez art. So yes, have a look at that. And yes, also this week we have Ironheart issue 1. Writer Eve Ewing with uh, art from Kevin Lebranda and Luciano Vecchio. Uh, with cover art from Amy Reader. Yep, this is Ironheart in her very, very own book. I know technically she ha- had her own book when she was in the Iron Man book. But it wasn't called that. But now she has her own book. So yes, storyline here is a group of world leaders are taken hostage by one of Spider-Man's old foes. And who could possibly do something about it? Yep, you guessed. It's going to be Ironheart. So yeah, check that one out. And the third issue of the currently weekly Uncanny X-Men is out this week. Continuing on the X-Men Disassembled uh, storyline. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. It's Don't worry folks, I know it's a bit hard in the wallet. Uh, because... It is a weekly series at the moment, but that's only going to last for 10 weeks. And then it goes back to a, a bit more of a, a copable uh, schedule. But yeah, it's been really really fun so far. And it's certainly, the spin-out from ex- the extermination event has uh, revitalised some of the X-Men. So if you've been a lapsed X-Men, X-Man fan, then this is one for you. Moving on now to graphic novels and collected editions. First out this week, I'm so, so happy at this. We have Aquaman, The Search for Mira. This collects Aquaman issue 40 to 48 of his original run from the 60s. It's written by Steve Skeets with incredible, incredible art from Jim Aparo. It's absolutely amazing. I've got most of these issues. In fact, yeah, I think all those issues. But Jim Aparo's art on Aquaman was, oh, it's just beautiful. When you think of Jim Aparo, most people think of Batman. Quite rightly so. Some people think of the Spectre, quite rightly so. He did an amazing Spectre. But his Aquaman one was, oh, it's glorious. It kind of, it's got a bit of Alex Toth in it. It's got a bit of Neil Adams in it. 
it feels different from his Batman stuff in a, in a good way. Um, it's just so fresh, exciting and different at the time. This was the late 60s when people were spreading their artistic... Uh, spreading their artistic muscles? No. Flexing their artistic muscles. And what what happened then, it was revolutionary. It was great. He did that at the time and also did a great run on Brave and Bold at the time. And both were incredible. And, well, actually through Brave and Bold, he drew pretty much everyone, which is great. But the Aquaman run especially is beautiful. I never thought I'd see this reprinted. Uh, but yes, in one glorious, glorious deluxe edition, you now have this in all its, oh, in all its joyous wonder. Aquaman, the search for Mira. And writer Steve Skeets should, should not um, be discounted here because, although I was going on about Jim Aparo's art, because these stories were definitely ahead of their time. It's um, taking us right into the Bronze Age. These don't really feel like Silver Age stories. Um, a lot more, I don't want to say mature, but a lot a lot less kiddie stories, a lot less silly stories. A more serious tone, again, more engaging, and just really, really good, strong storytelling and great stories. So yes, Aquaman the Search for Mira. I think you might gather from this. I like it. I hope you do too, because it is good. A couple other quick ones from DC. We also have Green Arrow Volume 6, the Trial of Two Cities storyline collected from the Rebirth era. Uh, the Immortal Men End of Forever trade is out this week. The fourth trade paperback in the Invisibles uh, series is out, concluding that run. Obviously, you know we spoke about the Invisibles getting its own TV show, which is very exciting. So if you want to catch up, this will complete your run. And also out this week is the third book of Young Justice. This was the Peter David run. But this isn't just his stuff. This actually collects the Sins of Youth epic, which was insane. It was one of these five-week events that DC used to do where everything would kind of sort of tie in to a mini-event. And in this one, what happened was the sidekicks all got old and their mentors all became young. So you had... Uh, Batboy and Robin, you had Kid Flash, because the age Flash, with Impulse, uh, Star Woman and the GSA, Superman Junior with Superboy Senior, <laughs> the Wonder Girls, it's just crazy, it was all so, so ridiculous, but again, a huge amount of fun, they just don't do comics like that anymore, but um, yeah, I mean, Peter David's Young Justice run was absolutely epic, uh, it's kind of overlooked a lot for, you know, the, the Teen Titans run that then followed it because Young Justice kind of kind of became Teen Titans later on and a lot of people kind of forgotten about it but it's a great great run so please please check this one out this one's good because you can read it if you, even if you haven't read the previous ones because it is the the Sins of Youth uh, storyline even if you haven't read the previous ones have a look at this one because the creative teams in this are great and they, they were all just having so much fun doing it so yeah please check that one out Moving on to Marvel now, the first volume of Nick Spencer's run on Amazing Spider-Man is out and as you heard me say earlier on, I've really been enjoying his run. It's a new, fresh take, but fresh but familiar take on Spidey, so a lot of fun to be had there and fans of Boomerang will not be disappointed because he does feature heavily. Yes, that Superior Foe's favourite. But yeah, it's been so much fun. It's I mean, I, I don't envy anyone who has to take over after that epic Dan Slott run. Uh, but Nick Spencer has been doing a sterling job, so yes, his first volume is out. Also out this week is Volume 1 of the X-Men Classic Complete Collection. In 
mid-80s, the X-Men were so popular and so in demand that Marvel did a series called Classic X-Men, which reprinted all of the all-new, all-different X-Men from, you know, basically when Wolverine joined the team. So uh, they reprinted them, but they also added in backup stories, which uh, filled out gaps in, in storylines and also just showcase some of the other characters and uh, some other creators. They've only been collected in a big omnibus before, but now uh, they are out in handy-dandy paperback size. So yes, this collects stories from classic X-Men 1 to 23. For your X-Men completists out there, this is ideal because you can only get these either through the giant omnibus before or through getting the individual issues, and some of which are trickier to get than others. So it's uh, written by Chris Claremont and Joe Duffy, with some great art in it from John Bolton, Dave Cockrum and Kieran Dwyer. And it's got a fantastic Art Adams cover. So if you want to expand your mutant knowledge and find out more about these favourite characters, then this is definitely one for you. And also out this week, speaking of X-Men, is X-Men Marauders. This collects the storyline that leads up to the epic, epic Messiah Complex event. Uh, so this is from 2007 originally. And writer Mike Carey makes full use of... The epic tapestry that is the X-Men by using such characters as Mystique, Cable, Lady Mastermind, Sabretooth. Oh, there's so many other characters in this. It's a really good setup for Messiah Complex, but it's a good story within itself. So yeah, definitely worth worth checking out for all you mutant fans. And sticking with the X-Universe, Derek's not here, so I have to do the song which he started, which I really don't like the fact he started this song and we've now stuck with it. It's an Epic Collection of the Week! It does not get any better. Yes, out this week, Epic Collection of X-Factor! Yes, this is the classic, classic Peter David run. Uh, yeah, featuring such characters as Multiple Man, Havoc, Polaris, uh, Strong Guy! Strong Guy! Seriously, basically it's, it's Guido. But it's, uh, <laughs> everyone else had a code name, so he called himself Strong Guy, because every team needs a strong guy. Uh, yeah, this is great. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, Will Spain as well. Sorry, Quicksilver. How could I possibly forget Quicksilver? He is just such a little... Yeah. And this is so annoying and frustrating and such a wonderful character to have in a book because <laughs> he generates so much in the way of character and uh, conflict, internal conflict. Oh, and the problem is he's so arrogant because he is better than everyone else. It's from a certain point of view. Yeah, this is great. This collects X-Factor 71 to 83, which was the start of that run. Before that, X-Factor drawing up was pretty much the original X-Men. But when they shook everything up, uh, this was the team. So it collects issue 71 to 83, uh, annual number seven and the Incredible Hulk crossover issues, which, funnily enough, Peter David was writing as well. It's so good and really worth checking out. The stories are absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I actually went back and reread them uh, fairly recently. Ah, there's so much to be had in here. Yes, uh, Mutant Liberation Front, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, Mr. Sinister, they're all here. They're all here. And it's fun, it's witty. It's dark. There's so much in it. There's so much in it. Please, if you've never read these stories before, this is definitely a time for you to check them out. Also, a couple of quick hits. Speaking of Quicksilver, the Quicksilver trade paperback No Surrender is out, collecting that storyline, which was 
pretty crazy, I must admit. Did enjoy it, that's fine. Uh, also we have Mighty Thor, Trade 5, Death of the Mighty Thor. Uh, Moon Girl and Marvel Universe Trade is also out. And the latest in the Marvel Knights reprints is out. It's Marvel Boy by Grant Morrison and J.G. Jones. So yes, that's great. Also, um, I forgot to say for the DC section, the new printing of All-Star Superman is out underneath the black label imprint. We're now reprinting classic stories, uh, kind of grandfathering in the black label title for the more mature titles. So yeah, that's lots of great Grant reprint goodness there. And from other publishers from IDW this week, we have the trade collection of The Highest House, which you might have recognised on the shelf because it was pretty much the highest comic at the time. It was an oversized magazine uh, format, which made it really stand out. Uh, this reunites the creative team from The Unwritten, because it's writer Mike Carey and artist Peter Gross. And yeah, it's a kind of an alternate history take, adding in fantasy elements. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a... It's really engaging reads, uh, kind of set in Eastern Europe, and uh, I don't want to say too much. I really don't want to say too much for this because it really would spoil things. Uh, if if you see one, if you see it, pop in, uh, have a look at it when you're in, and see if it's something that will uh, tickle your fancy because I really enjoyed it, but I can't say too much about it without really giving the game away. So that's all I'm going to say, actually. There you go. Yes, The Highest House. It's very good. Mike Carey, Peter Gross. Uh, if you enjoyed uh, their unwritten series, uh, or indeed anything that Mike Carey's done, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be for you. So, yeah, highest house. And moving on to comic and comic related news, uh, Tom King is taking a break from Batman. No! But it's okay, it's only for a couple of issues. Uh, he's working on some secret TV stuff. Top secret TV stuff. It's going to be very exciting if ever it comes out and we find out what it is because it's so secret but fortunately it's um, Joshua Williamson the writer of Flash is going to be writing it instead because it's going to be a Flash crossover so Joshua Williamson's writing the whole thing obviously he did the crossover for The Button as well he did a fill-in issue for that because Tom King started off The Button and then Joshua Williamson finished off the other three issues so yeah uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Joshua Williamson. Very good. Very good. But Tom, come back, Tom. Come back. We miss you. Ah. No, seriously. Um, Yeah, it's going to be fun. And don't worry, folks. Tom King will be back. He's still going to do his epic 100-issue run. Uh, he will do 100 issues, at least, of Batman. So, yes. In other news, Rebellion, that's the company that owns Judge Dredd's 2018, pretty much all British comics, uh, they are going to open a TV and film studio. Uh, they're going to be working on, well, they have scripts written for several projects, but obviously the most famous one is is the Rogue Trooper movie that's uh, going to be done by Duncan Jones. And also they're going to be working on the upcoming Dread TV series. So this is, a, again, a game changer. Yeah. If, uh, because they have access to such a broad, broad spectrum of amazingly created, amazingly crafted characters, uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of good stuff coming out here. I wish, I hope that's incredibly successful for them because a lot of people don't remember these old characters and there's so much that can be done with them and yeah, bring it to the masses. I mean, let's be honest, um, if you'd asked the man in the street about Deadpool, three or four years ago, um, he looked at you and just went, what? Whereas now, 
It was a Deadpoolist. So yeah, uh, yeah, bring these characters out to the masses. Uh, I really hope it goes from strength to strength, and it really works well for them. I wish them all the best. And that's all the news for this week. So our podcast is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and almost everywhere else you can find it. And thanks very much to the the people who have left us iTunes reviews. It's hugely appreciated. Um, it's always nice to get good feedback. And please, 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 if if you've enjoyed the show, then you too can give us a review. And as well as our weekly comic preview show, we also have special bonus episodes where we talk about movies, TV shows, sometimes do some interviews. We recently did a run-up to the 13th Doctor by looking at our favourite stories from the previous 12 Doctors, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, A lot of work, but a lot of fun. Uh, It's all available there, free of charge, in the feed. Go back and have a listen. They're not going away. We've got loads and loads of other uh, stuff coming up in the new year. So subscribe to us and you will not miss out. And speaking of subscriptions, if you can't make it into the store, then all the titles that we talk about are available to subscribe to on our website. That's forbiddenplanet.co.uk. Hit that comic banner at the top and that will take you straight into our comic subscription page. Or if you're one of our American listeners, you can order from www.fpnyc.com. And if you have any feedback on the podcast or any other queries, then feel free to contact us. Uh, You can contact us on Facebook at Forbidden Planet Glasgow or on Twitter or Instagram at FP Glasgow. I've been Peter and we'll be back next week. So until then, enjoy those comics. Sponsored by Game Changers. Because it is good.